I know that probably took a dark turn. I hope that wasn't, like, too graphic or dramatic to, like, mention, but that's literally what happened, and it was just really weird. <laughs> Hello and welcome, my lovelies. I'm your host, Hallie, and welcome to another episode of Trash Panda TED Talks, a podcast where I obsess over movies, music, stories of all kinds from my experiences, wacky dreams of mine, and cool facts that are simply hanging out in the back of my head. Sometimes I read memes and stuff I find on the internet. Enjoy. Okay, hi, hello. It's been like a hot minute. We had that live stream. Unless you didn't know that that happened, then go to a YouTube channel called Saturdays at 6. In fact, um, that should be on Trash Panda TED Talk's official Facebook page is where that should be. If you scroll for like five seconds, you'll probably find it. And it'll send you over to that new channel that I'm going to be doing live streams once a month on a Saturday at 6 p.m. So that's going to be happening. But otherwise, that's the last time recently that we've talked. The last time that we actually talked was probably... Shoot, I can't even remember. <laughs> I think it was March or April. Um, Basically, we, we hit like episode 10 and I was starting to get kind of some more listeners. So I was like, well... Let's let's calm it down. Let's not take a break completely, but like kind of go on hiatus or hiatus. I still gotta like look up how to pronounce that. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. In fact, I'm gonna look it up right now. But um figured since we were on um episode ten that that would be a good like stopping point for now and just to like let other people catch up. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So I was like, okay. And then I figured, why not make a big comeback? Because I was thinking of this idea for a minute. I'm like, yeah, this could be pretty cool. And that's how Saturdays at 6 happened. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened there. Other than that, yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> but we're back on schedule. It's going to be weekly uploads of Trash Panda TED Talks on this little podcast. And I think what would be a good idea is that I'm going to try to get this not just on Spotify, but like on Apple Music and all that other cool stuff, because not everyone has Spotify, and, you know, not everyone also has a Facebook account. <laughs> Which is why there's Instagram, so you can also find me on Instagram if, you know, you're new to this. And if you're new, welcome. Hi, how are you? We're talking about dreams this week, because I have a lot of funky dreams, I have remembered at least two to three hundred of them. I am positive of that. Not positive of the number, but there is a lot. I have a lot of crazy dreams, and I'm just going to focus on maybe like five or six main ones. Um, I have a lot of dreams of school and old friends that I don't talk to anymore or friends that I think about constantly. Those are the more normal ones. <laughs> And then there's just really off-the-wall ones, and I, I'm not really sure where they stem from, but they're there. I can't say how many times I've had this dream, but I'm always missing the bus to school. And it's even funnier because I'll literally be um, on my front porch coming down the stairs, and it doesn't even stop for me. Like, they, the bus driver looks straight at me, and they just keep going down the road. And that's pretty great. In fact, uh, one dream I had, I don't remember what else happened in it, but 
I walked up to the bus and the bus driver just like gave this little ha like smile at me and freaking backed up in reverse going like 50 miles an hour like back up the road and did not let me on so that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> that's not like the weirdest dreams I've had but like all dreams are weird so I guess you can't really say they're weird because that's what you would expect of them I have really cool dreams I think because I, I just never want to wake up. I want to just keep having them. Okay, so the only thing that is weird about my dreams, I've had certain ones that somehow, it, I want to say they're visions, but they're kind of not, you know what I mean? They're repetitive, but they're kind of like annual dreams, you know? Like they happen at certain, like every so often. So this one... Actually, two dreams did this. Uh, I'm only going to focus on one of them for now, and then I can make a part two or something. But this one dream was about superheroes, kind of. And the first time I had it, I was, like, maybe six or seven years old. The second time I had it, I was maybe... I want to say, like, nine, maybe? Like, nine years old? And then the third time I had it, I was, like, 12 or 13. After that time... I started trying to figure out because I noticed the pattern that it had. And I'm like, this is really weird. I've had this like every three years. Like, what's up with that? And as soon as I started like looking into it, I never had it again. I haven't had it in at least seven years. Like, it's, it's interesting. I kind of wish I could have it again just so I can relive it because it just, it had some good feelings in it. You know, I like, I liked uh, certain dreams that I have that, like, actually put emotions into you and stuff while you're sleeping. It's pretty cool. But this one, it starts out, like, me and a couple other friends. I think there's, like, five or six of us. I'm not really sure. But we're walking around in the woods, just messing around, being stupid. We come across, like, this shack in the middle of the woods. We go into it, and sometimes when we go into it, like, four other dreams happen. It's really interesting. Uh, it's kind of like a gateway to just other branches of dreams, basically. In this particular scenario, we go in, we're looking around in the shack, and there's like all these pretty shiny things everywhere. There's like the the sunlight's beaming through the window, and it's really pretty because the and it's interesting because like the the forest wasn't very well lit. Like it wasn't dark, it wasn't nighttime, but it just it wasn't bright in the forest, but once we got into the shack, it was like, oh, the sun's coming through the windows. Everything is like this golden color. Uh, there's all these cobwebs everywhere, but there's pots and pans, and there's like a really, really, really old stove that just looks like a cauldron that was pretty much built into the wall. Like, it was just a really old shack, but it looked tiny on the outside, but when you go in, it's a little bit bigger. We look around for a minute, we're just kind of tinkering with everything, and then one of the friends, and I don't know any of these people, they're just kind of random, uh, one of the friends opens up, like, the back door, and they're like, hey, check this out. And so we go out that back door, and there's this big light, and all of a sudden, it's like I'm in a video game or something. And, like, this is where the, uh, the dream begins, pretty much. So the grass is a completely different color completely different looking forest like the grass is very very green and it just looks kind of cartoonish but it's not you know like it's real but it's just such an odd color for the grass to be that green and so it's like a video game 
there's all this commotion going on and I, I'm looking around and like, I don't really know. Well, there's all these, uh, there's three different people there. One is wearing this green bodysuit and he has glasses on and he, he's a little bit shorter, I guess, but he's a guy. And then there's a girl that is, uh, wearing a red bodysuit. I don't really know how to describe the suits. They kind of have like lines on them like down the forearm and they have like circles on the joints kind of like on the elbows and the shoulders. It's just, if you try to make a superhero, you just try to make them look symmetrical. Like that's basically how they look. It was really cool. There was a girl that was in like a, it was almost kind of a red pink color. It was like a faded red. It wasn't like candy apple red. She also had like either dark brown or dark red hair. So she kind of like matched her outfit. But then there's this one guy that catches my attention and holds my attention the entire dream. And he is blue. And even his, like, even their skin is kind of the color of their bodysuit. It's pretty weird, but it's cool at the same time, you know? You just kind of accept it. So this guy's blue. He's also got, like, blue hair. He's thin and he's really tall. And it's really funny now because... When I tried to figure out this dream when I was, like, in middle school, I was trying to compare it to the kid I had a crush on at the time, and, like, it kind of matched up, but it didn't. But now when I compare this character to my boyfriend, I'm like, God, this is exact. So it's like, why was I having this every three years? And then it just suddenly dropped off the face of the earth, you know? It was just one of those really weird things. But anyway, so the blue guy is just looking at me, like, into my eyes this certain way, and somehow we just, like... We fall in love with each other, but that's never mentioned or acknowledged. We just look at each other and we know, and that's it. And I had, I started having this when I was six years old, okay? Like, I had no idea what that was at the time. I was just a kid. I didn't have that kind of thing. Like, that's how funny it is. So I start hanging out with these guys. We just, we mess around. We're like running and chasing each other. They can run really fast and jump super high sometimes and superhero stuff basically like they'll they'll cling onto a tree and they'll jump off and then they'll they'll hit the ground and they they do that classic like pound their fist of the ground and all this cloud of smoke comes up it's just cool stuff like that and we're all hanging out anytime i like maybe i tripped or something or i fell and we're like rolling down a hill and we're just screwing around the blue guy is there and he reaches out his hand and he he like helps me up and stuff and the whole time he's just keeping eye contact with me I guess I gotta describe, like, how he's looking at me. I guess it's basically just... If you look at any movie where the main character falls in love with another character, it's the way they look at each other. That's just... That's the only way I can explain it. It's, like, calm, uh, like, suave almost, but it's not, like, cocky romantic. It's just, like, hey, hi, how are you? But, like, the eyes are just really soft looking, if you know what I mean. And he's, like, always smiling, just the tiniest bit. Like, I can just kind of see him grinning just a little bit. So, we're always hanging out together. And I think somehow I just kind of get accepted into their group. I think at one point, um... Oh, I don't remember what happened. I, I kind of looked down at my hands, because, like, I can't see myself. I'm pretty much in third person, or first person. And, uh, I think I was glowing yellow. So 
we were all different colors. Like there was red and the blue and the green and then I was yellow or something. It was just really cool. So at some point I kind of was part of them for a minute. Well, it's kind of just like this little underdog superhero story. We don't do a whole lot. It's just a lot of screwing around and we're just really fun and having fun with each other. And then occasionally, okay, this giant boulder <laughs> is um, rolling down a hill because Wiley Coyote, who was trying to chase the Roadrunner, unearthed it, right? Because that's what, and I'm not even kidding. That was like a thing. I saw Wiley Coyote off of Looney Tunes, like running down this hill and this boulder is coming after him. And like this boulder was moved like thousands of miles away, but it was just rolling at such a speed that it's going to hit this certain location, which is a little town. And we have to find a way to stop that. And so off and on, we are like traveling because we're kind of far away from where this boulder is and we want to stop it before it gets anywhere near the town. So we're kind of just traveling and getting to where we know the boulder is at pretty much. And we're just trying to figure out how to make it stop and everything. Well, at some point we do stop because we have to like take a break and I don't know, get, get some food, take a shower, get some rest, kind of that thing. So we, we find this hotel. Like, nobody bats an eye that we look the way that we do. You know, it's just a superhero thing, I guess. I don't know. It was just a really cliche thing. And we, we, we check into this hotel, and there's lots of people in there. It's really cool hotel. You can stay there for as long as you want, and it's free. You can even live there if you want to, as long as you just kind of help out a little. Well, it's because I think we were in that town that was, like, going to accidentally get destroyed or something if we didn't stop the boulder. I don't really know. I think it was a little further away from that. But everybody here was just really, really sweet and just cool with everything. So we're there. Um, the red and the green superheroes, they're like, oh, yeah, there's food over here. So they, like, they go away and they go get the food. And so it's just me and the blue guy. Oh god, now I'm remembering like the rest of it as I'm explaining it. There was one point where they had like these indoor showers, but they weren't they weren't like shower showers. You could sit in them and it would rain. They were like little rain and thunder rooms and they were just like this little rectangular room, you know, like a shower basically. And you could just sit down and it would rain in there. And the lighting would be different and everything. It would just be really cool. And they had like five of these set up in this one section of the hotel. I think I was in there and enjoying the rain because I've always loved the rain. And I still do. Like that was just my thing. So I was like, oh, this is great. So I go in there and I'm sitting in. The tall blue guy comes up and um, I don't know. He didn't like knock or anything. He just kind of showed up at the door. So I opened it. Like we never talk to each other at all. We never say anything, it's just exchanging facial expressions, and they're usually always the same. But it's like we're just talking to each other without really saying anything. He comes in to just join me, and so we're just chilling in this rain room together, and it was really neat. And we just had like a moment, just like looking into each other's eyes or something. It was just really neat, you know? I think that was pretty much it that happened after that. That was like a really cute, crushy, romantic thing and it, it was nothing at the same time but it was just enjoying the rain together was all that that was and it was just in this really noisy hotel 
and it was just cute. So then after that, um, we got out and that was pretty much the dream. Like the boulder started coming down again and I don't remember how we fixed it. I think we dug a trench or something for it to fall into or like we made like this huge uh, divot in the ground or something to like kind of act as a bump or a crack in the sidewalk. So it just boom, like it stopped it and it would just quit. I don't remember how we fixed it. I think actually we ended up blowing it up because like by superhero logic, if you run at something from full force and you do that falcon punch thing, it just explodes into a million little atoms and stuff and the world is saved and the town cheers for you and they make a statue in your honor. I don't know. I don't remember what happened, but we saved the town. It just ended with that blue guy looking at me and I woke up like that expecting to see him there. And I had that dream once every three years and it took up the entire night that I was asleep. Like that was the only dream I had. Normally I'd have like five a night and I know that the apparently science and psychology is like, oh, you actually only have one dream and you wake up like 10 times during the nighttime. Like, no, that's not true. I'm sorry. You can try and prove that to me, but no. Or they were like, yeah, it's all one dream, but your brain makes you think it's four different dreams. I'm like, no, it's because it is four different dreams. No, I had that dream once every three years. I started trying to pick it apart and I noticed that the hotel that we went into was the same exact layout of the middle school I was going to at the time when I was like 12 or 13, that third time that I had the dream. And it hit me. I'm like, oh my God, this is what that hotel is based off of. But I had never gone into that part of the building before. I haven't even gone to that middle school before. So something cool that my brain does is it puts together places just because that's, that's what a brain does. When you dream, it makes up locations, but somehow it ended up being right. <laughs> it ended up being like exactly how this part was. Like, um, the part where the rain showers were it was actually the library in that middle school and it was on like the top floor. Oh, and another, another thing that happened was like in the dream, me and the blue guy were standing kind of in that section and there were these big glass windows and we were just watching because it was also raining outside. So we're like, oh, let's watch the rain. And that's usually like, that was other times how I woke up too, was just, it ended that way. But that part right there was also in real life part of that library because it had big windows and pretty much the only thing that was different was instead of this little fake fireplace that was in the library there was the greeting desk where everyone like checked you in and you're like yep yeah there's your room go over there obviously the bookshelves were gone they weren't there in the dream but that was just the weirdest thing to me i was like whoa okay that's weird and then i started thinking like what these people represented in the dream, like who they reminded me of. And I, I knew that that wasn't going to be anything that was like, oh, it's a vision. It means that you have a crush on one of your friends. But I did at the time. And I did. I paired him up with the blue guy because we had all of that stuff in common with each other. And like, that was just what was going on. And it was just weird. Like you'd think, well, of course you'd be dreaming about that because you're around those people every day. But 
when you're six years old, you're in kindergarten, and you haven't met any of those kids before. That's what's weird. Because I first had that dream when I was six. I have it exactly the same way every single time I've had it. And to have a dream like that and meet your friends in your head before you meet them in person is actually kind of cool and spooky at the same time. So yeah, that was the superhero dream. <laughs> okay, so this next dream I'm going to talk about actually happened kind of recently. I think I had it like in February or something. But basically, <laughs> this was the time that I had rediscovered that movie that terrified me as a child called Wendigo. So I watched that like maybe two or three times. After I kind of got over the whole fright of it, I was focusing on like the main character. So after I watched that, then I started watching Dawn of the Dead and I was already watching that like 20 times before. So, and I was still focusing on that one actor, which is Jake Weber. And I've mentioned him before, so we're going to talk about him again. But cool thing about your brain, it fixates on things, of course. So he showed up in my dreams a lot. But this one was just really odd. The, the more I talked about it with, like, my best friend and stuff, I was like, I kind of figured out that maybe it was some kind of just hidden emotional thing that your brain puts together. Because, I don't know, I took a psychology class in high school, and it was really fun. I enjoyed it. And dreams really do reflect on not only everything that your brain thinks about or like absorbs during the day or the week or even past things like it absorbs everything um not only does it do that but it tries to piece together and kind of reveal things to you that you can't really put words to on a daily basis if somebody asks you like i have a really hard time trying to figure out uh how i feel emotionally about very very specific things at specific times I know that's very vague and it doesn't dumb, dumb it down at all, but I, I feel like you understand what I mean. But like, this dream is just a very good example of my brain just going, hey, you're feeling things, you don't know it yet, but I'm gonna give you a hint. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And I, I don't mean like any like love or romantic feelings, it was more just like, the subtle downtroddenness of things, and honestly, I'm not really sure what they are at the moment. Basically, the dream begins with, uh, it's like a foggy morning or afternoon, and we let a bunch of hunters use our property to hunt deer on, um, because there's just a lot of deer, and that was a law that was passed. You're like, hey, you can let deer hunt in your yard now, or you can let people hunt in your yard now. I'm like, okay, cool. Which is great for our town because there's so many deer here and it's going to get pretty bad if it's not dealt with. Anyway, we gave them permission and so they were just kind of there and we let it happen. There was this one buck that they shot at but they missed and so I went to follow it and something just really weird was going on with it. Like, I, I tracked it down. I had to kind of like go out of our yard and follow to see where it ran away. But when I got close enough to it, I thought maybe it was diseased. Like, it didn't look sick. Like, um, it didn't look like it had, 
chronic wasting disease or anything. If you know what that is, it's ugly, bad, gross, ugh. but like it didn't have anything physically wrong with it, but there was just something weird and it had this little blister on the side of its nose and it was kind of bloody. So I figured, you know, maybe he got bit or, you know, he, I don't know, he maybe rubbed it up against a tree or something and cut his nose, you know, something like that. But it was like a blister. So I was like, okay, that's a little weird. The interesting thing was that this deer wasn't afraid of me. Like I'd walk right up to it and it would just sit there and stare at me or just eat grass, do its own thing. It just wouldn't do anything. So later the hunters came back like two more times, eventually did get a deer. There were times I wondered like how many other deer were and weren't if infected with whatever it was I saw that was on the buck earlier. So, and I, I started to kind of think like, maybe that's why they were hunting in the first place. Was it like, there was just some kind of disease that we were trying to get rid of. So they were just trying to kill like the infected deer or whatever to keep it from spreading, you know, stuff like that. Before they tracked the deer that they shot. So I heard them shoot again and I saw a deer kind of flinch and like go down, but it, uh, it went somewhere else and it was like really far away. I had an idea. I caught up to the deer that they shot before they did. And I think, um, they just were going to kind of leave it there anyway and see if they could get a second deer that they saw like prior to that one, which was great because I had like a time window to do whatever it was I was going to do. So I caught up to the deer. I gathered some blood of it on my hands or like in my hands, like just enough because I thought that if I spread that blood on the infected deer, that it would cure it because this deer wasn't infected. It didn't have any blisters on it. So I figured, okay, maybe the blistering just starts with their little nose. And since this one didn't have anything, I thought I could make it better by doing that. So I found the buck pretty quickly after that. Again, he didn't like flinch or run away when I got up to him. So I went up to him to like smear the blood on him. And I noticed that the blister had spread and it was kind of like his whole nose at this point. It wasn't just like the tip. It was like just kind of his whole snout. I don't know if you call a deer's mouth a snout, <laughs> but just kind of like his whole mouth. And it was like, it had scratches on it kind of, and it, it was just a little more bloodier. So I started petting him and I started to spread the blood on the scratches and the blisters and stuff. He jerked away for a minute, so I assumed it, like, hurt him. Or, like, okay, that's enough. Quit touching me. You know, that kind of thing. So I said, okay, sorry, I'll just let you do your thing. You know, like, talking to the deer. I'm like, it's okay. So I just, I left him alone. Like, washed my hands off, went in my backyard to just kind of sit and chill, whatever. And not too long after that, I was standing around outside by, like, my garage and this back porch, and they're, like, right next to each other. I was watching the hunters walking around and they were like kind of just going away. I don't know what they were doing. Um, it was kind of starting to get dark out or at least it was like kind of just uh, sundown kind of and it was getting foggy again. I saw the hunters like really, really, really far away. So I was like, okay, they're probably just going home. I suddenly heard like uh, footsteps coming up to me, like hoof prints or hoof prints, like hoof beats kind of like from the deer. Okay. I heard a deer walking up to me. And I turned around to see the buck that I had like kind of just become friends with at that point. And I jumped a little because like his eyes were white 
and that was kind of creepy. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I just had, like, a really bad feeling that he was just very infected now. Like, the disease spread very quickly within the past 20 minutes. And I almost thought that I'd made it worse because I did my whole ritual of, okay, I'll just put blood on you and maybe you won't be infected anymore. And it was scary because I thought that um, he was going to attack me or something. Um, but instead, he started to change shape and it was kind of like he warbled like plastic wrap and turned into Jake Weber, the actor that I'd been thinking about for like two weeks by this point. He didn't say anything to me. He kind of just smiled like kind of sadly at me. And we just kind of held eye contact for a little bit. And then he looked away and he looked up above him, like with this little carport, because that was where we were, where it was like a garage and then a carport and then my back porch or whatever. And he looked above him and there were all these uh, barbecue tools up there. Like there was a brush and there was a skewer and there was like a little pokey stabby thing, you know, like all the barbecue fixins and stuff, uh, pitchforks and whatnot. He just kind of like looked up at it really slowly and he's still kind of smiling at me. It's not like a happy smile. It's just kind of like, oh, well, this sucks. You know, it was just really, I don't know. It was just, it was crappy. You know, I felt really sad because I'm like, what are you doing? And he grabbed the skewer, which is just like a really long metal toothpick, basically. And at first I thought he was going to stab me. And I was just kind of worried because, like, I saw what he was before, which was this deer that was just kind of spooky looking. Um, and I said, please, because I didn't want him to kill me. But instead, he handed the skewer to me. And I quickly figured out that he wanted me to kill him because the disease had taken him over and he couldn't do anything else after that. And he just wanted it to be over. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. He was basically just going to die anyway, but he didn't want to suffer from it. And I'm like, ah. and like, we never spoke a word to each other. Like, I just figured this out because I had the slight bit of thought while I was dreaming. So I was like kind of conscious, you know, he positioned the skewer to go through his head. Like he was holding the pointed end to his forehead and that really bothered me. And so he meant for me to, like, hold it against him or whatever. And then he just fell into it. And I'm like, okay, I don't like this at all. But, like, I, I didn't watch it happen or anything. Like, he kind of just fell into me and I, like, caught him or something. I didn't want him to, like, fall to the ground because that would just be... I don't know. That didn't feel good. So I just kind of, like, tried to lower him really slowly to the ground after that. And then I just started crying and I was asking like anyone for help. Like I called his character's name. I said, anyone, please help me. But there like wasn't anyone around. So I cried a little bit. And then his body turned into this wooden box. Like not a, not like a coffin, but just a box, like a wooden box. And it was really weird. And it was kind of bloody on the outside and like dirty and it was just really weird. I kept touching the box over and over. I was just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't protect you. And like, that was it. And then I woke up and I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, it was so disheartening and sad. And I'm like, there has got to be some kind of meaning behind that. Like, it just made absolutely no sense. 
So I, I have no idea like what that one was for, but that was pretty whack. <laughs> I know that probably took a dark turn. I hope that wasn't like too graphic or dramatic to like mention, but that's literally what happened. And it was just really weird. Okay. So this, this last dream, I think would be kind of cool to see as like a movie, maybe. Maybe not like a story. Like this would have to be one of those sci-fi horror films. And there's probably already one out there that's like this. But I just thought it was kind of more creative than... I don't know. Any other that I've seen. But if anyone out there is a filmmaker... I make short films in my off time. I haven't in years. But if I were to make a movie, this would be maybe on one of my lists. Like this would be kind of cool to mess with. But I'm not into that sci-fi stuff. But basically it starts out and there's like 12 or 15 of these astronauts and they had a space station that was up in space, kind of like the Death Star. Like it just, it sat there in the middle of space. It was just there. Um, it was just, that was their ship. They ran around inside the ship, just doing all kinds of stuff. They lived there for a while. And apparently there were like these nasty slug or worm things that were like swarming all over inside this space station. Like, I think they landed next to a planet or like parked it next to a planet. Every so often they'd go over to that planet, you know, just do research and stuff over there. Well, I don't know what happened, but somehow these worms got onto the space station and they're infecting it. Like they're just all over the place, but these guys have no idea that they're there. And they're all kinds of different sizes. They range from sizes of like two inches to 20 feet long. Like they're just big and they're small and they're all kinds of different sizes and they're just gross. They had really, really sharp teeth in their mouths. I don't know if you've seen a Mongolian death worm. I think they were kind of like that, but they didn't have any eyes. And eventually the members of the team start slowly getting picked off one by one. The worms had like multiple ways of blending in so that nobody did know that they were there. Uh, th there were so many ways that like they died and stuff. It was so gross. They like, they would drop from the ceiling. They would be like in the bathroom sink or just all this other stuff. Some of them, uh, they were like in the suit, but they blended in with the suit and stuff like that. Like their flesh or skin color, whatever can change. And so can their shape so they can blend in with a wall and stuff like that. And it was just really gross. And this poor guy, unfortunately, like he was using the bathroom. His thing was one of those, but it was unnoticed. And it ended up uh, turning back into the worm. And when he was done going to the bathroom, he was like zipping up his spacesuit and everything. But this thing like jumped off of him and somehow just like crawled all the way up his face and went down his throat and it like ate him from the inside out. It was really gross. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's a dream I had within like 15 minutes of sleeping. I'm pretty sure it was just really, really quick and it was nasty. And I think it's a great idea for a horror movie <laughs> that they all died in like different ways. And it was just cause these worms were so smart and had ways of blending in and just basically being invisible until the point of like, you know, killing all of them. And it was just gross. I'm like, yeah, okay. So yeah, those are just uh, a couple of dreams that I've had 
over the years and or recently that just stick out a bunch to me. I do have a dream journal. I've been writing in one for some time now and I just try to like keep it updated and stuff. Whenever I have like a really cool one or just one that I just want to remember and stuff like that. There will probably be multiple parts to this episode just because there's so many. I don't only have three dreams. But yeah, I figured that was going to be a fun topic to talk about eventually because I love talking about weird dreams that I've had. With that, we're going to just kind of wrap that up and call it an episode. Um, Ask Me will be coming up again soon. Uh, naturally, it's at the end of the month when I read all the questions. And at the beginning of the month, I just start a new thing. The beginning of the month isn't really like anything special. It's just that's uh, the renew date, basically. But I, I gather all these questions from the month on the Google Forms or the comments on the Facebook post or uh, the comments on the Instagram post, etc. Or just any, like, direct message or private message questions, which I haven't gotten any yet of those, which is normal. I don't expect that. I expect it to be, like, comments or anything. But regardless, I read all those questions at the end of the month, and that is the end of the month episode for that. So, um, there have been times where I've only gotten, like, two questions, so I try to drag it out as long as I can, but... I have this really handy book that's like a question a day for five years and occasionally I'll just flip that open to a random page and that's the question that I read and that's how I try to answer the best that I can on the spot or whatever. But yeah, it's good to be back. I haven't recorded in a hot minute, so it's pretty fun. Alright, I'm going to close this up and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening, my lovely mushrooms, trash pandas, and forest cryptids alike, all beings great and small. If you'd like, be sure to go to my Facebook page, Trash Panda TED Talks Official, where you can follow me and get updates on upcoming episodes, and you can comment what you'd like to be mentioned or talked about in the next episode. On that Facebook page, pay attention to the beginning of every month for a post where I post a Google Form submission, Instagram post, and Facebook post called Ask Me, where you can ask me any question you want anonymously, and you may have the chance to have it read out loud and answered at the end of the month on this next Ask Me episode, so keep those questions coming all month. Find me on Instagram. It's DJ underscore trash underscore panda, username Cuddly Houseplant. Talk to you next week, Trash Pandas.